Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World with the Carries on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. To participate in the program, call us at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or check in anytime online at RudyMaxa.com or follow us on Facebook or Instagram at RM World Travel. And now, welcome to America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World with the Carries. Well, whatever. All right, welcome aboard Forever 2, everyone. It's always nice to have you here with the Travel Trio as we talk travel and, you know, frankly, everything that it involves. So I saw a lot of chatter on social media this week involving something most of us probably haven't given much thought to. And I thought we'd, you know, kick off this hour uh, discussing it a little bit. How often have you ever been in an airport and been asked by a fellow traveler, can you do me a favor and watch my bag for a sec? Well, apparently, many airports have rules prohibiting this. I didn't know that, uh, although I've never heard of it ever being enforced. I don't know, Mary or Rudy, if you have either. But, uh, you know, from what I saw in the online conversation this week, which covered the gamut and protocols, I'm curious, um, you know, what you would do when asked to watch your bag. And, you know, I'm also curious, you know, how far would you go to protect someone's belongings? And, you know, what, would, <laughs> what can you say to get extract yourself from that situation? So uh, here, you know, Mary, Rudy, I want your comments on this, but here's the two best responses that I at least saw from that conversation. Um, I wish I could, but boarding is about to be called. thought that wasn't bad. And if you want to be a little bolder, you know, I'd rather not. Uh, I don't want to be responsible for it. So I don't know. What do you two think? I don't know. It's a tough. Actually, this just happened to me in uh, Florida. Uh, back in February, a gentleman asked me to watch his uh, bag while he went to the restroom. Was I and not there? You there? were sitting right there. He I asked me, that. yeah, you were engaged in your, your phone or talking to our boys. No, I or, couldn't because I didn't have my Note 7. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know what you were doing, but uh, I, I did keep an eye on his bag. And when he came back... Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah I do. And I don't think I would do it to my own... You know, if I had to board, I would board, I think. I yeah. would, yes. But uh, I did joke with him when he came back. I said, I don't know if we're supposed to do that. You're supposed to... If it was a nice bag, if a maybe bag we should have taken it. You know? I don't, Rudy, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I size up the person. I, I yeah. do it a lot. And I'll ask, I'll laugh and ask people when I'm traveling and I'll say, hey, listen, if someone comes and tries to take this bag, would you tell them it's not theirs? That's how I put it. Yeah. So I, I, I do it. You know, I mean, yeah. A lot of chatter that I saw this week. I mean, people going back and forth in this and, you know, they should know better. It's against the uh, the cardinal rules of travel. And, but it's uh, not unattended if the guy next to you, the stranger next to you is watching. Exactly. It. Yeah. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, anyway, there it is. So, Mary, what do we got coming up this hour? All right. So for hour two today for the showcase segment, show friend Ann Bannis, the travel editor for BBC Travel, will be joining us to talk about a truly enlightening series uh, that they've created for Canada's 150th anniversary. It's called To the Ends of the Earth. Segment three will bring author Deborah Wall talking about 101 hikes that you can do using Las Vegas as your base camp. Old Ironsides, the USS Constitution was refloated last week, and the Boston Globe's Jeremy Fox will tell us more in segment four. And then towards the end of the hour, the Global Business Travel Association's Mike McCormick will be here to talk leisure travel. That's leisure with a B in front of it, yes. Uh, certainly a diverse hour ahead, but Robert and Rudy, let's finish out the segment with some more travel news. Uh, who's starting us yeah, off? I'll 
jump, I'll yeah. jump in here. Uh, so, all right. So here's an example of two major hotel companies going in quite the opposite direction in terms of their customer relations with travelers. This week, Hilton, they announced they're going to be tightening their cancellation policy to charge uh, guest penalties for cancellations within 48 hours of a stay instead of 24 hours. The change was made in order for Hilton to fill their rooms better, at least according to their CEO, uh, Chris Nassetta. Uh, you may recall back in June that Marriott, Marriott International, uh, they tightened their cancellation policies to 48 hours, so Hilton's kind of following that. But Intercontinental Hotels Group, they're actually loosening their policies to 24 hours. So Hilton, and this is one thing I'm a little, you know, it's not clear and you want to be careful on this. Hilton is actually saying that they are, they're going to invoke a 72-hour cancellation policy in as many as 20 of their U.S. markets. They didn't say which ones they are, so check that out. Uh, but Intercontinental's new policy, uh, that's going to go into effect next month. And that's for brands like Holiday Inn or Holiday Inn Express, Intercontinental, you know, Staybridge Suites, and I think they have uh, Candlewood Suites and Crown Plaza. And that's going to be in the Americas and Europe. And, and in October, it'll get to Middle East, Africa, and Asia. So, I don't know. Everybody, what do you th- I mean, 48 uh, hours instead of 24? I know. I know. It's getting confused. I, I like 24, but, you know, they're going to Used to be 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you know? I Same know, day. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, you guys, the State Department this week added a curious P.S. to its travel advice regarding visiting Mexico. Officials there say they have been re- there have been reports that consumption of tainted or substandard alcohol have led to illness and perhaps even deaths involving tourists who drink bad booze. Listen to this statistic. In 2015, Mexico's Tax Administration Service found that 43% of all alcohol consumed in Mexico was illegally produced. That's a little scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was this conducted in Tijuana? Or, uh, <laughs> I don't know where it was conducted, but yeah. I want a BYO. 43%. Richard Branson selling the majority of his shares in the international airline he started called Virgin Atlantic. Now, Delta already owned 49% of the airline, and now Alliance partner Air France KLM is buying 31%. Branson is holding on to the remaining 20%. Try to follow all this. Meanwhile, Delta is buying 20% of Air France. And Delta's Alliance partner, China Eastern, is buying 10% of Air France. All of the aforementioned airlines are alliance partners, which means you can accrue and cash in, say, Delta miles on any of them. But it's uh, clearly they're they're wrapped around each other, Virgin Atlantic, Delta, and Air France now. Mary? All right. Well, uh, JetBlue is planning a significant expansion of its Mint Premium Cabin cabin product, uh, boosting the number of daily flights offering the service to 80. Uh, this was Mint was introduced in a handful of transcontinental markets several years ago. It features live flat seats, gourmet food and wines, and other perks. And it was really an outlier for the airline, which has for years prided itself on being a single-class airline. Um, but the new class was made possible by the carrier's acquisition of the Airbus A321 jets. So uh, it's doing very well for them. So we'll see. Um, and then this is becoming more and more popular around the world, local immersive eating. So eating when you're out, uh, finding like a local place to eat and get a real immersive, authentic experience. And there's an app out there called Viz Eat. And it started in 2014 with 50 hosts. The app is now connecting travelers with more than 22,000 hosts around the world, operating in 110 countries, more than 100,000 users worldwide. The idea is simple. The app connects travelers with locals who offer to share authentic meals and immersive experiences with visitors. It's more than just dining. People can connect for cooking classes, food tours, wine tastings. Uh, It's really becoming quite popular. I think it's something we should try next time we travel. Hmm. 
Viz. Viz. Robert, I had a, I had a news yeah. item, Robert, I wanted to get in last hour. Can I do that? Yeah, uh, go ahead, sure. We're running out of time here. Uh, listen, if you've been lucky enough to sail aboard a seaborne, it's not a news item, it's a fun item. If you've been lucky enough to sail aboard a seaborne ship, you might have slipped a few bottles of your bathroom amenities into your suitcase to take home. And why not? Uh, they're from UK-based UK Molten Brown. Now, full journalistic disclosure, I've got a bathroom filled with Molten Brown stuff. <laughs> but for a We've limited time... we got stuff in our, in our bathroom, too, Rudy. Well, there you go. Good taste. And I've never been on a seaborne ship. Uh, for a limited time, Seaborn and Molten Brown are joining up to present two new products you'll be able to buy in Molten Brown stores, or in, only until August 29th, online at Seaborn.com. I don't even know what some of these ingredients are. Basil and Vetiver, Vetiver Hair Care Collection, and Samphire and Eucalyptus Bath and Body Collection. It sure smells nice. Yeah. They have a great mouthwash. These products Tastes are like sourced from ports of call by Seaborn Chips, by the way. Stick around. We'll be right back with a lot more with Remax's World of the Carries coming right up. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or check in anytime at rudymaxa.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you struggle with sleep problems, you're going to want to check out MyPillow. MyPillow is designed to give you the exact support you need regardless of your sleep position. It has a patented fill. It's made in the USA. They offer a 10-year warranty with a 60-day money-back guarantee, and you can even wash it and dry it. Right now, they've got a great deal. Get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows, two go-anywhere MyPillows that are perfect for travel. To get in on this special four-pack deal, go to MyPillow.com, click on Radio Listeners, enter promo code RUDY, or visit RudyMaxa.com under Sponsors. Alma Waterways River Cruises are all about ensuring you enjoy the destinations as well as the journey itself. Immerse in local cultures and sites and enjoy luxury accommodations as you travel from one stunning city to the next. Every Alma Waterways River Cruise includes small group tours and excursions in every port of call, plus all your meals and fine wines and beer with lunch and dinner. You'll get free Wi-Fi and bicycles to explore on your own or join guided bike tours of charming towns. Discover Europe, Asia, and Africa with the best at amawaterways.com or rudymaxa.com under sponsors. From your phone case to the PIN number on your debit card, think of everything you do to protect the items in your pocket. Why not take these same precautions for your home or small business with SimplySafeRudy.com? You can install it yourself in under an hour, and round-the-clock monitoring is only $14.99 a month with no long-term contracts. Right now, they're having a huge summer sale, and you'll get $100 off the exclusive summer package. It's for a limited time only, so go to SimplySafeRudy.com. You'll save the $100. SimplySafeRudy.com or RudyMaxa.com under Sponsors. You could run the air conditioning or a fan all night to try and stay cool, but who can afford that? Get rid of your heat-trapping mattress and sleep as coolly as you can on a Casper mattress. Its two high-tech foams guarantee you'll sleep coolly, comfortably, and fully supported every night. Casper ships for free, so you can try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Don't love it? They'll come pick it up and refund you everything. And right now, you'll get $50 toward the purchase of your mattress by using code RUDY, R-U-D-Y, at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. Find the link at RudyMaxa.com by looking under sponsors. To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025 or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Welcome back to America's number one travel radio show. 
Welcome back, everyone. Robert and Mary with you for our showcase segment this hour, in which we'll be joined by show friend Ann Bannis, the travel editor for BBC Travel. And this segment of the show is sponsored by Alma Waterways. Now's the time to be choosing your fall river cruise or even a European river cruise to the Christmas holiday markets. And you're not going to find a better experience than what's provided by Alma Waterways. We think they're the best for river cruising in Europe, Asia, Africa, and the level of service they provide is industry-leading and award-winning. They offer intimate, luxurious adventures that are affordable, and unlike anything you'll find elsewhere. You know, I think what we really like about the company is they're not going to nickel and dime you. And they're all-inclusive cruises. They include larger cabins, wonderful meals with fine wines and beer, local tours filled with history, the arts, and many other amenities. Simply put, you're on a waterway ship. It's going to feel like a home away from home. They're offering some excellent specials right now. Mary just mentioned the Christmas markets. So check them out. You can do it all at amawaterways.com or rudymaxa.com under sponsors. You last heard our next guest, Ann Bannis, on the show with us back in January during our live New York Times travel show broadcast. Ann's the editor for BBC Travel, and she's joining us today to share some of the stories BBC Travel has put together for Canada's 150th birthday. The series is called To the Ends of the Earth. Ann, nice to welcome you back to the show with Mary and me. You know, we've all had such busy schedules, and it's tough to keep in touch like we would like to. But how are things at BBC Travel, and how's your summer going so far? Summer's going splendid. We have a, a lot of great stories on the site that I think people will be inspired to book a trip, get on a plane, and head out this summer. Well, that's what we, we, we certainly try to inspire people to do that every week, so hopefully we'll do a little more of it right now. Uh, and, you know, we asked you to join us today, as there's terrific coverage right now on Canada's 150th anniversary on the BBC Travel website. And it's not common travel fluff stuff, but rather it's engaging content that we want to talk to you about. So I'm not sure where Mary's going to go with this in a minute, but I'd like to start off discussing the isolated Magdalen Islands in the heart of Quebec's French-Canadian country. And let's talk about your coverage of this small community of English-speaking people who got there by the many hundreds of shipwrecks that occurred in the area. Right. Well, this story is part of our series called To the End of the Earth. So we're going to really remote locales with a focus on Canada. And for Quebec, we went to the Magdalene Islands. And it's really interesting because we focused on an English-speaking minority within a French-speaking province within an English-speaking country. So these people had come over, and they, they wound up go, wanting to go to other places in Canada or across the eastern seaboard and they basically crashed into this island. So we went up there to interview the survivors of all these shipwrecks who have wrecked over the past few hundreds of years. And they've been able to maintain this very small English-speaking community on this island. And what I, what I found interesting, not until recently, there hasn't really been a lot of interaction with their French neighbors, if you will, the French-Canadian neighbors. And I also found interesting that you can tell the English from the French in the color of their homes. I, I really just found the whole thing really enticing, and uh, it was compelling stuff. Yeah, it's a charming story, and, and the, you know, back in the day, there weren't a lot of roads and, and communication, you know, weren't phones and things like that, so the communities definitely stayed separate. They each had their own church, they had their own sort of family plots where they used to live, and the French, you know, typical French culture, a little more vibrant, a little more effusive, they, they might hug and touch, where the English are a little more... Um, we're just kind of nod your head kind of people, I think, is mm -hmm. one of our characters was, was one of her great quotes. So you really have this, these, these um, two different types of people living there. But you will hear them say now that they really are one community, and uh, they all love the, their story and the shipwrecks. And, in fact, one of the French-speaking, actually the Coast Guard, who, who's French-speaking, he has made it his life's mission to try to find this one particular ship, and he's been searching for it for quite a long time. 
Very interesting. And one of the pieces or parts of that story that stuck out for me was um, how many people built homes from shipwrecks, like piece by piece, and they're still standing. Fascinating. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's amazing. And you think about how much wood. I think there was uh, at least a thousand shipwrecks that were documented that have crashed. So right. that's a lot of materials that people can pull from as they pull things from the wrecks. Right. All right. And let's head over to the eastern coast um, of Canada to the province of Nova Scotia. Uh, Robert and I have been. We've taken our kids there. We have not been to Cape Breton, which I saw quoted. And the locals seem to call it as the uh, island that's more Scottish than Scotland. I love this story about the kitchen parties. Um, why don't you touch on that for us. Yeah, I love this story too, and, and I actually went up there with our multimedia editor and cinematographer, um, Anna Bressanen, who came with us, mm -hmm. and we, we did this story um, really to showcase the beauty of the island. We had beautiful drone footage, but we also wanted this one to focus on the people, and what's really fascinating about Cape Breton is it's been able to preserve Gaelic culture even more so than in places like Scotland. And part of that, again, a nod to the series, is because of the remoteness of the area. Um, many, you know, they didn't have phones until, I think, the 50s. Mm -hmm. So their isolation sort of allowed this um, culture to flourish. And what's really great about the culture is, you know, that one of the main things with Gaelic culture beyond the language is the music. So they've preserved these, um, what they call kitchen parties or kailis, where the whole community comes together and it's a house full of fiddles, piano, step dancing, bagpipes, like the whole the whole thing that you would imagine with Scottish culture all in one house. And it's, it's really amazing and it's very authentic. Very, very good story. Really inspired me to go to Cape Breton. And I love the combination on the website of the, the written story and the painting the picture with the words, but also all of the photos and the video. So you just said that you used drone footage for that. We did, and, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, when you're, when you're talking about a place like Cape Breton, and, and honestly, the landscape even looks like Scotland. Yeah. It's, it's incredible, the similarities. They have, they have places they call the highlands. They have golf courses. So to really showcase that, it, it's, it's beautiful to get the drones and to get those overhead views because there's just so much to see that you just can't capture in right. a few words on the page. Yeah. Right. All right, let me ask you to hold for a second so I can remind our listeners who we're speaking with. If you're just tuning in, Robert and I are talking with Anne Bannis, the travel editor for BBC Travel, about their series celebrating Canada's 150th birthday to the ends of the earth. So, Anne, you know, we've canvassed the entire country of Canada over the years. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've been up there. I don't know, you know, 18, 20 some odd times, whatever it's been. But, you know, I'd like to know what your favorite part of Canada is. And is there a place or maybe some places that you like to return? Well, I grew up, uh, well, I didn't grow up, but I spent a lot of time living in Boston. And for me, I also made a lot of quick trips to Canada over the years, and, and a lot of that was focused on the East Coast, so trips to Montreal, Quebec City, um, the Eastern Townships, and I, and I think for me, I'd have to say I really love Quebec, because it, for me, it was just a short drive, you go through Vermont, and then all of a sudden, you're in a whole other country, in a whole other world, and it, it's everything, you go all different seasons, it has the beautiful fall foliage that you get in the autumn, but also there's uh, places, sort of these mom-and-pop ski resorts that you can go just over the border that are absolutely beautiful, and then after skiing, you can go out for essentially a six-course French tasting dinner. So you kind of get the, the best of the different cultures there, and that's my favorite. 
And I understand that, certainly the proximity from Boston and the entire country, though. I mean, this, you know, we, yeah. we talk about all the time, you folks, they want to go to Europe, they want to go to Asia, maybe Australia. And, and there are some phenomenal places around the world, and we encourage that. We want people to go travel. That's why we, we host a travel show. But, I mean, Canada really is, we've never had a bad time there, really mm-hmm. haven't. And people are friendly. Uh, obviously, the currency exchange is great. And uh, there's just such diversity. And you're right, the East Coast, terrific. But even when you get out to Calgary or Banff or Lake Louise or Jasper, yeah. Vancouver, Vancouver, yeah. all Vancouver, that. Vancouver, Vancouver yeah. Island. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, Vancouver yeah. Island, yeah. Uh, terrific. I mean, uh, anyway, so when you did the series then, is there a place that you were, you know, maybe your BBC colleagues they've been talking about that's intrigued you that you haven't been to yet that you want to get to in the future? Absolutely. And with the series, we wanted to cover all aspects of Canada. So we went to remote places in the Arctic. We talked to First Nations. We talked to... Um, you know, obviously people that are involved with music and sort of different things that represent Canada. But I think one of the ones that, that is one of my favorites is the story we did in Nunavut, which is probably the most remote place we've, went, we've gone. It, it, it's pretty much um, right there up with Greenland. And we interviewed these people um, in this Inuit community who take a sled or a, a snowmobile and go get ice from these glaciers, which is considered to be the purest ice in the world. And then they, they take these chips of ice, bring them home, and then they make tea out of them. And they're essentially drinking water that has no trace minerals or or any bits of dirt or earth. It's, well, it's and where is that? Preserved. Uh, because, I mean, it's in none of it. It's, yeah, the territory of Nunavut, way, Nunavut. way up there. Way, way up, yeah. Well, I always thought Iceland, we thought we had the purest yeah. water. Clearly, we have somewhere else we have to go. <laughs> well, Anne, listen, nice job on To the Ends of the Earth, Canada's 150th. We appreciate you discussing with us today. Safe travels, and we'll look forward to having you back. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, okay? You too. Looking forward to Take it. Take care, Anne. All right, a great series. Uh, go, go check it out, folks, at bbc.com slash travel. That's BBC for British Broadcasting Corporation dot com slash travel. And it is to the ends of the earth, Canada's 150th. You can't miss it. It's right there on the homepage. A reminder to please connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're going to take a quick break. Segment three is next as the show keeps rolling right along. You're listening to Rudy Max's World with the Carries, and we're so thankful you are. by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. We'll be right back. Driving season's in full swing, and an unexpected car repair can cost hundreds, even thousands to fix, ruining your road trip. We recommend getting extended coverage from CarShield. A new water pump could set you back over $500. Replacing your AC can cost as much as $1,500. With CarShield, the dealership or your favorite mechanic can do the work, and CarShield does the rest, getting them paid directly. Call 800-CAR-6100 and mention code Rudy, or visit carshield.com and use code Rudy to save 10%. Find a link at rudymaxa.com under sponsors, deductible may apply. Whether you're looking to buy new luggage, give it as a gift, or replace what you're using because you know it's not the best, get Travel Pro, as it's what we all use when we travel. Travel Pro is the choice of flight crews and in-the-know frequent travelers. They've transformed travel since creating the original rollerboard wheeled luggage, and they stand behind their products with lifetime warranties. You'll find Travel Pro at Macy's, Amazon, eBags.com, and top luggage specialty retailers, or check out TravelPro.com to shop their online outlet. There's also a link at RudyMaxa.com under sponsors.
Our phone lines are always open at 800-387-8025. And stay connected with the program at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World with the Carries. This portion of the program is sponsored by DollarShaveClub.com forward slash Rudy. You've heard us talking about how much we like Dollar Shave Club, and for a great shave at a great price delivered right to your door, make the smarter choice. Join DollarShaveClub.com forward slash Rudy like Robert and I have. When you do, you won't have to go to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that'll give you a cheap shave, and you won't have to spend a fortune on a razor with gimmicky shaving tech that you don't need. Joining DollarShaveClub.com slash Rudy is a no-brainer. The Dollar Shave Club Executive Razor gently glides when you use it with their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter, giving you such a smooth shave. Using shave butter, shave is more precise. It helps prevent ingrown hairs and fights razor bumps. And now, for a limited time, new members can get their first month of the Executive Razor with the tube of Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only 5 bucks with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only $5. There are no hidden fees, no commitments, and you only get this offer at Dollar Shave Dub. Excuse me, Dollar Shave Club, all one word, dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Rudy. Or you can find a link at rudymaxa.com under sponsors, which is the radio show website. I think in my next life, I want to be my next guest, Deborah Wall, uh, presuming she has hiked every one of these, and I think she has. Deborah Wall is the author of a new book called Base Camp Las Vegas, 101 Hikes in the Southwest. The moral of the message is there's more to Las Vegas, or you can do more outside of Las Vegas than you might think. Deborah, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Hello, Rudy. Thank you for having me on. Did you type, Did you hike all these 101 hikes? Every single one of them, and most of them more than once. <laughs> this book is the authoritative, the definitive the, uh, book on, on hiking. I mean, I've, I've hiked Redwood Canyon many times when I've been to Vegas, but uh, clearly I've missed 100 other hikes. <laughs> right. And, I, and, and, um, and that's the great thing about you know Vegas is just you know if you went out to Red Rock Canyon then you know that that's only 15 20 minutes from the strip absolutely the most beautiful place but in the other direction there's Lake Mead National Recreation Area and that's only a half an hour and then just go a little you know farther and you've got Death Valley National Park and just a 2 hour drive I just I, I find that incredible that you have five national parks, Zion, Grand Canyon, Death Valley, um, and, and these other recreation areas. And you took every picture in here. And the great thing about the book is it tells you exactly where the trailhead is, tells you how long it might take to, to, to walk in some cases, what you should take with you, where you can what, – what, and some of you tell you whether you have cell phone coverage or not, which I think is brilliant, Deborah. Yeah, I think that's really important because people get out there and, you know, so many people just rely, rely on their cell phones all the time. And they're out there in the middle of nowhere and you've got to be prepared. And there's no timely rescue, so you've got to really be prepared for desert hiking. It's a whole different ball game than hiking in the east. Um, I like to feel like um, my book is a little different from most hiking guides because I've written... It's almost as if you're along on the trail with me. Yes. I'm taking you on this hike, Rudy, and I'm saying, okay, over here is this kind of plant, this kind of tree, and we might see some bighorn sheep, wild turkeys, mountain lion, who knows, and the kind of birds and the kind of plants and just the whole thing. And, you know, there's also a lot of uh, American Indian history in, in a lot of my hikes. So where to find the petroglyphs or the pictographs? And, you know, so I try to be really in-depth um, as far as each and every hike. 
It, it is it is very in depth. I do like that. It's almost like having you, uh, you know, on a headset in my ears as I'm hiking, uh, right. without without having you in, <laughs> right. in my ears while I'm hiking, which is probably the reason I'm hiking is to get away from everything else. That's right, absolutely. But but you tell me how long it is. You tell me the best season to go and how whether it's strenuous or not. What the height is, uh, you know, at its tallest point. I really really like this book, and it's. And uh, I, I, I love going to Las Vegas and going, getting out, certainly out of, off the strip and out of the, out of the, the city. And I just had no idea there were this many options. The book is called Base Camp Las Vegas. I'm talking with Deborah Wall, uh, the author. How long did it take you to hike these 101 hikes? You've been living in Vegas well, a long time. Um, I've lived out here for about 20 years, and I start, started, you know, close by to Vegas, and then worked my way out, and you know, did you know more rural things and. Just kept, you know, making the circle bigger of where I was going to go. And did you start taking notes right away because you thought you Absolutely. might put it in a book? Absolutely. You know, you my children were younger then, and I wanted to document everything I was doing. And a lot of places, um, you could not find anything um, written about them. So I started writing down little, you know, everything I saw, documenting it with pictures, and kind of making a little journal for them, you know. I see. So this started as a book for your kids to go hiking. It, it really did. It really did. And, you know, I also want to mention that the thing about Las Vegas, people think, oh, it's so hot in the summer. But, you know, within three hours, you can be in up at 10,000 feet in elevation, and you're going to be kind of chilly. <laughs> I love this shot you took of a man walking through uh, the Zion Narrows, which is... Uh, right. Uh, which is where? What I'm trying to find. Okay, the, flipping the pages. You know, here. What one of the most in? epic hikes in the world, and people come in Zion all, National all over Park. I presume. To do it. Yeah. And it's in Zion National Park. Right. Um, it's about three hours from Las Vegas, and this is where you use the river as your trail. It's just just wonderful. So, listen, if you're headed, if you love to hike, if you're headed out out west, uh, particularly in the Las Vegas area, Nevada, California, Arizona, Utah, pick up Deborah Wall's book. It's called Base Camp Las Vegas. Deborah, thanks for joining us. We'll be right back in a moment. Rudy Max's World with the Carries phone lines are open 24-7 at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at RudyMaxa.com. We're back after these messages. They wake me up every morning. Their tails are always wagging. They're just running constantly and chasing, you know, shadows and sticks. Their coats are much better. They're very happy dogs. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I have three dogs, golden retrievers, and I make their own food, ground beef, white rice, um, eggs, including the shells, and the Dynavite supplement, and then the Lico Chops. It takes a few minutes every week. Before the Dynavite, they were overweight. They slept all the time, so now they jump all over me when I'm putting it in their bowls. They're crazy about this food. And their vet said that it's so much healthier for them. Go check out Rescue Dogs. They're just waiting to be loved. Get them started on this Dynavite diet, the health food for animals, and you'll see amazing results. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. One and a two and a one and a two. Oh, Jerry, I just can't. My muscles are so sore. What you need is some soothing relief. When I get aches and pains, I just reach for the Tiger Balm. Tiger Balm? Does that really work? You bet it does. Tiger Balm's blend of essential oils is fast, proven pain relief. Tiger Balm works where it hurts. 
Jerry Rice, after all these years, you still get sore? You try dancing with a linebacker sometime. Roar back from pain with Tiger Bomb. It works where it hurts. Worry less with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, thought you were going to be stuck at the repair shop with your car for a few hours. I did too, but Liberty Mutual saved me from that nightmare. Liberty did what? Yep, with Liberty, I can get a repair estimate right on my phone. I just took a few photos of the dent and hit send. Now I just have to worry about getting the kids to soccer on time. Uh, Wait, kids? Soccer? I gotta go. Oh, bye. Visit us online to get a quote. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Availability varies by state. Other restrictions apply. Coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. Today when we walk into a store or go online, we can find all types of bed sheets. Most are made overseas along with the materials, not at Redland Cotton. Their sheets are 100% made in the U.S., starting with a seed in the ground on a family farm. From seed to finished product, these sheets are top quality. They're exceptionally soft, breathable cotton sheets stitched with the highest craftsmanship. In a world where finding quality products is becoming increasingly more difficult, check out the collection at redlandcotton.com or rudymaxa.com under sponsors. It's summertime and you've got beach trips, barbecues, vacations, and that adds up. If your wallet's suffering from the summertime grind, you need to check out Zebit.com. On Zebit.com, that's Z-E-B-I-T, you can shop millions of products and pay over time with zero interest. From gas grills to Ray-Bans, Zebit has everything you need for your summertime fun, all from your favorite brands, all at competitive prices. Get up to $2,500 credit when you shop on Zebit.com. That's Z-E-B-I-T.com, Zebit.com, or for more info, visit RudyMaxa.com and look under sponsors. participate in the program, call anytime at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world with the carries. I'm Rudy Maxa. Today's program is sponsored by Zebit.com. It's summertime. you got a lot going on. you got beach trips, barbecues, planned vacations. That adds up. If your wallet's suffering from the summertime blues or summertime grind, you need to check out Zebit.com. On Zebit, that's spelled Z-E-B-I-T. You can shop millions of products and pay over time with zero interest. There's no cost to join, no credit check, and no interest when you shop with Zebit.com. Need a new grill for that big barbecue you're hosting? Grab a sweet Uniflame gas grill from the Zebit Marketplace. Fight the summer sun with a slick pair of Ray-Bans and find the perfect folding chair for fireside campouts, your kids' baseball games, or some waterside relaxation. Zebit.com has everything, all from your favorite brands at competitive prices, and all paid over time at zero interest. So quit sweating the summertime grind. Get up to $2,500 credit when you shop at zebit.com, zebit.com, or you can find the link at rudymaxa.com under sponsors. Well, here's the news. Old Ironsides is back. Old Ironsides is back. Jeremy Fox is a reporter of the Boston Globe, and he covered the return to the water of, uh, along with a colleague of his for the Boston Globe. Delighted to have him on the phone with me. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Rudy. L- let me just see if I can get, before we, let me get my head around this. This ship is over 200 years old, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. I'm sorry, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it's it's very old. Um, I think it, uh, it uh, certainly was in uh, the War of 1812. I think right. it was in the uh, Revolutionary War. It's It's been with us for a very long time. Now, it's just been restored, but where has it been the last 200 years? Where has it been? <laughs> Where has it been? How is it still there? 
Um, well, I, I think there have been some periodic restorations um, over the years. Obviously, there's a lot of maintenance that has to be done um, on a ship of this age and this size. Um, as I was out there, um, you know, watching uh, the uh, Navy prepare to get it back in the water, someone was telling me um, about uh, how how much water the ship constantly takes on, even though it's you know as watertight as it possibly can be because of its age and its size. It um, it does constantly take on water when it's sitting in the water, and so it has to constantly be pumped out as well. So, you know, there's a lot of wear and tear on it. And I learned from your piece that Old Ironsides is, does not have iron sides. It's really a dense hardwood, that, uh, uh, but that the can, can, some cannonballs bounced off and impressing the other side that it must be made of iron, right? Uh, yes, that's right. That's um, that's what the historians tell us, um, and uh, that that name has uh, stuck for um, more than two hundred years now. All right, now, where is it exactly? When can we see it? Um, and how accessible is it? Um, so it. Uh, it, it, you can't get on the ship right now, um, but you will be able to uh, starting in August. Um, they're still doing some additional repairs and um, replacing some of the elements that had to be taken off and and worked on. Um, so uh, you can you can see it from a distance. You can um, go out to uh, the uh, Charlestown Navy Yard uh, here in Boston, and it's it, you know even from a distance it uh, makes a, a pretty big impression. And then um, I'm not sure exactly when, and I'm not sure if they, if they have an exact date yet, but once um, they have uh, finished the additional work, it will be uh, open for the public to step on and take tours uh, in August. We're talking, of course, about the USS Constitution, commonly known as Old Ironsides, and it has been restored after more than 200 years for about twelve cost about $12 million to do it. Now, explain to me, I'm not from Boston, been there a lot, but I don't know where the Charlestown Navy Yard is. Is it in town, close to town? Um, yeah, it's actually sort of just across um, the uh, harbor at the mouth of the Charles River from downtown Boston. Okay. Um, you know, I, I am in downtown Boston at the Globe Office right now, and it's walkable from here. When I went to cover it, I, I just uh, walked over there. It took about 15 or 20 minutes, maybe. Um, so it's it's very accessible. Um, you know, there are some other attractions if you're visiting the city um, uh, you know, on vacation this summer. Um, there's also uh, the Bunker Hill Monument is uh, within walking distance uh, in Charlestown there. Um, so it's, it's very accessible, and uh, there's MBTA stop not too far away. Well, that shot of the Boston, at least on the website, I don't know if it was in the newspaper, but the shot of the, of the ship illuminated at night was stunning. It just is a beautiful sight. I, I really thank you, uh, Jeremy, bringing, uh, bringing your attention to it and for stopping in today and taking time out of your weekend. Thank you. Oh, sure. Happy to do it. Jeremy Fox is a reporter with the Boston Globe, and he covered the, uh, the relaunching of the USS Constitution, a.k.a. Old Ironsides. Beautiful, beautiful ship. I just can't believe it survived over 200 years and is uh, at least back in action, uh, back in water, if not back in action. Stick around in just a moment. Uh, Robert Murray uh, will be with us to talk about, uh, we'll talk with Michael McCormick. He's the executive director of the Global Business Travel Association. Take a look at that segment of the travel business. To join Rudy, Robert, and Mary, call 800-387-8025 or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at RM World Travel. We're coming right back.
Join Rudy, Robert, and Mary. Call anytime at 800-387-8025. Follow the program on Facebook or Instagram at RM World Travel. Now back to America's number one travel radio show. Mary and I, we welcome you back for segment five this hour in the final segment of this week's broadcast. And in a minute, we're going to talk about new travel lexicon called Bleisure, and we're going to get into risk management issues facing businesses. First, though, we want to share that today's program is sponsored by Princess Cruises. I think most of us remember the love boat, but today's Princess is the third largest cruise line out there, carrying nearly 2 million passengers annually via 150 different itineraries. And Princess is the largest cruise and tour operator in Alaska, but they also sailed to more than 300 ports worldwide. You know, from award-winning dining options to movies, music, magic, comedy, and other entertainment options, they've got health and wellness activities, youth and teen programs, an array of offshore excursions, club class, mini suites, and the upcoming Ocean Medallion. Princess is your complete ship for ocean adventures. Check them out at princess.com or find a link at rudymaxa.com under sponsors. Mike McCormick is the executive director of the Global Business Travel Association, and if you tuned in last week, you heard him join Robert, Rudy, and me on the air to discuss a successful GBTA convention in Boston held in mid-July. Today, he's back to discuss bleisure travel, that's bleisure with a B, and how it impacts businesses. Mike, welcome back to the show. You know, you're in rare company as we seldom have someone on the show in back-to-back weeks. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for having me back. We appreciate it. So, you know, a week or two ago, I was talking to Rudy, and during the conversation, I mentioned bleisure travel, and he eventually stopped me to clarify what I had said and inquire what it was. And that made me realize, you know, that a lot of people you know, who are who have no connection to our industry likely have no idea what bleisure travel is. Folks, and by the way, if you're wondering, it's just the mixing of business and leisure travel. It's not that big of a deal. So, as the head of the Global Business Travel Association, this is right in your wheelhouse, Mike. You know, talk to us about the growing focus. Focus on bleisure travel. Well, you're right. And bleisure is a term that refers to business travelers extending a trip, uh, work trip for leisure. And over this past year, we surveyed our travelers, our members, and they tell us that about 37% of business travelers actually extend a work trip for leisure, uh, which is a big number. And it's a growing area where really the technology that's available to really track trips and appropriately you know, carve up the cost and, and make sure there's some clear division between what work is paying for and what personally you'll pay for, but also a lot, of, a lot more marketing on behalf of the suppliers who are looking for that business, love the fact that they've got you already, you're already committed to staying at their property, you know, being in their city, and if you're extending, you know, that's the incremental revenue for them. Absolutely. Mike, uh, when we first heard the term bleisure travel, I actually had a good laugh and I said to our producer, I want a segment on this because this is what we try to do for a living, and I think a lot of people, and you just basically mentioned that in terms of the study with the percentage of people trying to tag team both. Uh, When employees extend their travels for several days for leisure purposes, what kind of liabilities could be there for companies? Talk a little bit about the risk management issues that face the companies today. So risk management is a big issue as well. About 85% of companies have some sort of risk management program, but a lot of them you know, are still really making those programs effective. There's still a lot of, those, a lot of elements within those programs which are really at their early stages. You know, companies are trying to deal with the factors of, one, that travelers are going all, they're sending their business travelers all over the world to destinations that they may not be as familiar with and potentially have a higher risk profile 
But even here at home, uh, just trying to manage and, and making sure that travelers are prepared and ready for travel and that they can appropriately and effectively track their travelers when they're out there. When you start talking about mixing business and leisure, then you have the issue where companies have to really decide where does that liability begin and end. Does it end at the time when I finish the business trip, but then I'm still flying home eventually, probably on the back half of a business airfare, the return part of the business trip. So there's some real issues that have to be clearly defined for the company and for the traveler so everybody understands where all that begins and ends. Right. And I would think from a company perspective, there are also benefits. If a company is handling bookings, they can get more volume, correct? Especially if it's same location, if people are booking their leisure at the same location. Sure. For the company, you know, the, the preferred supplier relationships are enhanced. Like you said, it's, it's more business going to the suppliers that they want to uh, direct business to anyway. And right. for the suppliers, for the, you know, airlines, hotels, car rental companies, they love it because they're effectively extending that loyalty, you know, creating a yeah, relationship the, 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 with the right. customer. Yeah. So yeah. we've got about a minute left. And I know things can get, Mary just talked about the positives. Things can also get murky, you know, if you bring along a companion and you lose baggage or you got rebooking fees or there's medical emergencies? You know, is the business paying for that? Are you paying for that? From what you've seen right now, how are most companies handling these items, you know, not only for their employees who are traveling, but the traveler's companion as well? Well, I would say that the way they're handling it is probably not consistently, and there's still a lot of work to do in this area. And my recommendation would be both for the company, but really for the traveler, to make sure that they talk to their travel department and make sure they understand before they take the trip. It can be a great way to utilize time and to you know make the most of a trip, but everyone should be clear, and especially the traveler, on where that uh, liability begins and ends. Yeah, good advice there. Mike, listen, thanks for joining us today to discuss leisure travel. We appreciate you making yourself available to us last weekend and again this weekend, and we hope you enjoy it. Thank you. All right, take care. Take care, Mike. Leisure with a B. Listen, if there's a work in progress for companies, this is one I'd like to see keep progressing. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, uh, you know, we're out of time for today's edition of our weekly travel get-together. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RM World Travel, and vote in those new travel polls that are up on the website. Special thanks to all our guests who appeared on the show today with us. Thanks to our show team for helping Mary, Rudy, and me put the program together and get it to you. To all our network affiliates and sponsors, and certainly to all of you out there who help make what we do America's number one travel radio show. Wherever you may be headed this week, safe travels and enjoy. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World with the Carries, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.